All right, we're all set. Am I set? Am I on? Yes, sir. You are on live radio. Well, I don't hear anything here, though, so that's okay. I can hear you. Hey, I can hear you now. (laughs) Did that work? It it works, yeah. Turn up the volume. Sugar Plum's shaking her head right now, thinking, yeah, just figure it out. Stroopman. Stroopman here, the four outdoorsman. That was uh, Brandon behind the glass. Brandon Backstrom is our fourth guy. He controls the whole show. Sam Sam Offedall next to me and Mark Lukey next to him, and it is the four outdoorsman Sunday evening. What a glorious day to be outside, man. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. And Mark had a busy day. Not, we won't talk about, we'll talk about our fishing trip from last night, but mm-hmm. tell the you're a busy man, man. These three kids. Yeah, I'm trying not to complain too much about it, but um, I had five hours of football and one and a half hours of hockey tryouts still, and then... Then I'm at the radio show, so I'm exhausted. You wanted to be a parent. The Packers you? are tied. That's, <laughs> it's a crazy day. Yeah, the whole basketball or basketball, football and hockey like mix. So James is playing football. We have had to move practices and games because like every single kid kid on the team except two kids are playing hockey at the same time. Yep. Like they, we had a game yesterday at eleven thirty. They had. Practice from eight thirty to ten thirty for hockey. Had to come back eleven thirty, and then they had a second tryout practice at two thirty to four thirty. How old are these kids? Second and third graders. They're seven years, seven years old, seven and eight years old, and they on Saturday like eight hours of the day was committed to sports. There's uh, there's no reason to start September first for, for unless you want your kid to be a pro <laughs> hockey player. Yeah. No. Anyway, it's uh, it's it's a crazy time of year, and the hardest part, of course, is now is the best time to be outside. Yeah. Ducks yeah. are flying. Um, if uh, I just have to reserve that, I'm not going to be able to do this stuff for quite a while. Yeah. yeah. It'll be uh, you got ten years. About yeah, ten years. About yeah. ten years. Then I'll maybe be able to do some yeah, stuff. Hopefully. And yeah, you can use my <laughs> walker. I'll be done with. it. I'll be dead by then. So you can use. My I just walker. have to go. No, you won't. Midnight with you, like I did uh, last Saturday. That's right. That's the only time slot I've opened is <laughs> After midnight bedtime. fishing. Yeah. <laughs> After bedtime fishing is the only time we can. Yeah. Still Mark work. and I went out last night with Will Goble, the fishing plumber, friend of ours, friend of the show for a couple of years now, and. And he is, uh, he, like he says, he's a river rat, and he's out there all the time. Not just rivers. He fishes all over the place. He's, he's up in the woods someplace uh, right now today getting his deer stands ready and clearing trails and all that kind of crap. But he was nice enough to take Mark and me out there last night and try to catch a few uh, catfish, and we succeeded in a few. I saw that. Yeah, and, uh, of course, Will uh, caught the biggest one. It was, it was about 15 pounds probably. What, about, <clears throat> sorry, what were you guys using for bait? Stink bait? Shad, yep. right? Shad, um, something shad. What is? What are they called? It's a fish. It's um, like a big minnow. Shadrack. No, it's a, it's a shack and a bendigo. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, it's uh, well, it was something shad. It's Gut a shad. shad. Something shad. It's a shad. I don't. know. That's all I know. Like no, a shad wrap. No. Yeah, like a well, yeah. Obviously, obviously, Brandon is not googling because he'd have the answer by now. Oh, it's something else. Will, I know you're listening. Text one of us and let us know what kind of shad it is. But. Yeah. Basically, we jammed three shad on a giant circle hook and threw them out there and sat and talked and drank beer. It was awesome. Yeah. Were they stinky? Uh, no, no, they weren't stinky. No. Hmm. Slimy. Really? Slimy. And I, he does it every day, but that is the biggest channel cat I've ever seen in my life that he caught. I've, I've caught channel catfish my whole life on rivers and streams, and this thing was, what was it, like 32 inches, and it was just Fast. Yeah, almost thirty-two. Yeah, I couldn't yeah. believe it when he brought it up. It was unbelievable. And that's that's a and those are good eating apparently. And that was a that was a nice well, fish. Relatively, I guess 
compared to all the other garbage fish in the What time did you guys get out? What time did you guys fish till? Got out there about seven o'clock. We got it. We docked our boat about uh, his Mark took his boat out there about six forty or so. We're on the water by seven, fish till about ten thirty, and we're home. The St. Croix? Yeah, and it was absolutely, I'll tell you, the most beautiful evening. Oh, yeah. 50 degrees, maybe, no wind, no mosquitoes, no nothing. And whether you catch a fish or not, no one gives a rat's butt. It was yeah. beautiful. It's Just funny. beautiful. I, I, I'm always told that you... Um you're not supposed to store your boat with an absolutely full tank of gas, you know, just because in case things expand or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I filled it to the absolute brim, of course, right before I went thinking, oh, I'll be riding around on the river. Right. You know, maybe an hour or so. Because right. last time I went on the river, I docked in Hudson and drove, you know, 45 minutes up for. No, it was like like you could see where we were fishing from the dock. <laughs> and I'm you like, could have paddled. Yeah, we could have paddled. I probably could have fished from shore, but uh, <laughs> so so I think I might have to make one more trip with the boat just yeah, to drain some and gas. That cost me twenty dollars for his boat because he will. <laughs> the last time I fished with Will, he's got a smaller boat and it's it's fine for two people. But since Mark wanted to go and there's going to be four of us, no, there's only one of you. There, there was three of us. And he said, well, can, can Mark use his boat? Sure. I, I, asked, I asked Mark. He says, yeah. He's kind of excited about it, thinking about the river at night. And we went maybe, maybe 200 yards. <laughs> Did you anchor? Uh, we had one anchor, and then I spot-locked the front. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, so that worked out okay. It, it's How Really, you, we could have anchored both times, but it worked. And I assume it was like bobber fishing, right? No. No, you Does threw it a, sit on the bottom? How big is that sinker? Two-ounce weight. So it's a, it's a Carolina rig. I'm going to post a cool video. Uh, I took a video of how he rigged up exactly, and I'll put it on our TikTok and, and Instagram, the number four outdoorsman. Um, it's basically a Carolina rig where you have a weight and swivel and then, uh, you know, two feet of line and a, and a bare big circle hook. Yeah. And the rods he was using, I felt like we were, you know, shore fishing the yeah. Atlantic Ocean. They were absolutely huge. Yeah. I got to use my musky rod that I haven't used in seven years, so I got to use that. But, um, yeah, big tackle, big fish, a lot of fun. I can uh, see why you can get into that. It's 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 easy to do. you got to know where you're going, but it's easy to do and fun, and the, the fish are huge. Well, you've seen some of the some of the catfish he's caught. There's flatheads and there's channel cats. The flatheads are the big, ugly things that can get to be 30, 40 pounds, whatever it is. And, and uh, uh, he catches those occasionally as well. He's, he's shown me some pictures of – Slimy, big old. Well, you ugly caught fish. a big one last time you were with. Yeah, him, right? but it wasn't that big. You know, it looked but it, big. It was nice. It was did fun. you guys lip them? Uh, we did the channel cat. Yeah, yeah. Did and it bite down on you? Yeah, yeah. Strew like, crazy. Strew like couldn't sand- get it off. I couldn't get like, my fingers out. It's like fifty grit sandpaper. It was. I thought this is this is not a good thing. You know, it's. <laughs> you know, he said, "Yeah, there's no teeth in it." Yeah, but you can't get your fingers out. <laughs> I remember growing up, my uh, brother worked with a couple of these guys that were just diehard catfish fishermen. And Long Lake over in New Brighton, right off 694 and Long Lake Road. Right where the Winter Carnival Medallion was found a couple of years if back. If you go down that, that little service road right off the highway, and there's a big dock on Long Lake. We right. used to go out there at night after they get off work and throw the big rocks or rods with stink bait and bells on them and then sit back and eat a Crave case of White Castle and two packs of Mountain Dew <laughs> until we heard it go off. And I'll never forget, like, you know, they when you lip them, they, and they'll whip, you know, they'll whip mm-hmm. their tail. And I remember getting hit by those things. But, yeah, I'll never forget that feeling of that sandpaper gritty. Yeah. 
and you sometimes you're like, oh my gosh, get it off. But uh, <laughs> get away. I thought it was cute last night because Will was saying, you know, some people want to spend a thousand dollars and go someplace. He held up five fishing rods. Here's my thousand dollars, and I'm glad I spent it. Something yeah. like that, you know. Yeah. He's he's a pretty cool kid. Pretty cool kid. Good for him. Uh, and that's a simple fishing, you know. But you have to have the gear, or have somebody who's yep. a friend like Will yeah. who has the gear, and he knows what he's. He knew the depths. He knows all of the stuff. He was showing us how to tie a how he ties a snell knot, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and. Yeah. Uh, you know, I watched, and I learned, and I forgot. So gotta, you got you to teach me again. <laughs> I've, I've attempted to do different fishing knots for 25 years. Yeah. I always forget and do the standard, yeah. you know, yeah. fisherman's knot. Yeah. Well, so it's your turn now. I said, you two guys want to go out with them again sometime. You got to bring Mark's boat. He says, anytime, just let him know. Give him a day's notice. My turn. Yes, you want to go out. I'd with love them. to go. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it's a, it's a good time, and it's a simple fishing, and it's not a whole lot of casting and whatnot. Sometimes it happens, sometimes it, I only caught one. Mark, no, I caught two. Mark caught two. One was a sheep's head, right? You caught yep. three then, probably. I caught two. One yeah. channel cat and a sheep head. Yeah. The, and, nice, uh, the, nice, the nice thing about the fall fishing, like you said, though, is even if you're not pounding fish, like it's just beautiful. Get a little breeze. You're seeing, I'm sure on the St. Croix, you could see colors changing on the trees. Already, yeah. I ripped the crotch on my pants. Though. He did again. Yeah. yeah. He did it again. Did you? Yeah. I went to grab the other boat. There was another boat of friends and just tore it belt to butt. So it was a, it was a nice. cool night. Yeah, <laughs> were you wearing underwear? <laughs> I was. Oh, thank you. Now, Sam, we missed you last Sunday because you were not here. You were yep. in Leech, on Leech Lake or in Leech yep. Lake, and yep. did you fish? Did you golf? What happened, boys? So just- it was uh, definitely not fishing weather. Um, we went up on Friday, and um, it was very very cold and super super windy. Leech Lake is such a big lake, and it seems like the wind is always pushing into this Pikedale Lodge where my cousin has a cabin, um, and they have a little harbor. So it probably has 20 to 30 bolt slips, and then you got to go out through these rocks, and you're going right into the whitecaps, and it's almost impossible to get out of it. So we decided, you know what, let's go golf. <laughs> so we, we golfed three times, um, and it was just – Let's get a, let's get out. Let's have some fun. Um, I did talk to a couple of guys in the. They have a nice little lodge, like a bar and grill, and I talked to my dad and I talked to these gentlemen who were musky fishing. Like musky fishing is huge on Leech, and what's our guy, uh, our buddy who's up there, um, Jig, um, Jiggy, yeah, Jiggy, Jiggy Anderson. Anderson. Yeah, yeah. He, I think he musky fishes leech quite a bit yeah, too. Yeah, a lot of guys do. Tons. And I didn't know I didn't know as I didn't I slipped my mind, but these guys uh each caught a but- three of them. You know, I always thought musky fishing is you should fish a week to catch one fish, but all three guys said that it was perfect weather and they all caught a huge musky and so that was fun to see I talked to those guys, but yeah, I didn't do much fishing. However, I had a little surprise. I know we have someone on the line, but uh, I ran into Simone Shara. Oh yeah, that's cool. Um, she's up there now, so I got to talk to her for a little bit. So we'll probably see her on Wednesday yep. at Cackle and Spur that Sam and I are going to hunt. She's guiding and, on Wednesday, and that is a perfect segue to our next guest, Jason Skoog, our good friend for many many years with Reach for Resources. Jason, are you on the phone, buddy? Yeah, can you guys hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Great. Thanks a lot for joining us once again. You work really hard. Uh, to put these great events together, and we're happy to be invited uh, to the Cackle and Spur event Wednesday at Sand Pine Pheasants. How are you, sir? Not too bad, not too bad. Just getting getting everything all ready. Yeah, as you mentioned, yeah, I just found out yesterday, some months here. 
that'll be that'll be a fun time. Uh, we get I figured out yesterday also we got forty eight thousand in prizes right now to give away to everybody. Wow! Wow! That a boy. What? Uh, yeah. Are you going to do like uh, raffles or how, how are people going to earn these prizes this year? Well, so we got um, we got a, kind of a fun thing. We get we do. I want to tell you everybody we do have. Uh, nine spots open in the morning at Sandvines and two in the afternoon. That's it at Sandvines and about 15 each session at Gold Meadows. And uh, five, you get entry to, to the hunt, a, a catered lunch, a guide with two dogs. Simone will be one of them. Uh, you also get uh, entry to win a gun. And then we have uh, six different games that you get to play this year. Um Nice. I tagged you guys on a couple of Facebook pictures. I don't know if you saw them. I did. Yeah, what do you think of that little toy, huh? Yeah, man, you you have some great prizes. You're giving away a lot of guns. I, It's always impressive, uh, the selection of stuff you have and the people that uh, donate their time to help out in that. It's a great event. We, had, we went last year at Sand Pine, and it was a great time. Um, hopefully we don't have to walk through the sorghum this year, though. That was a little rough. No, hopefully, hopefully you have Simone again because she made fun of you guys last time when you got back in the studio. <laughs> it's because Mark and I were the tallest guy in the group, and they're like, oh, you guys got long legs. Go through the sorghum. I still can't feel my left hip. <laughs> <laughs> that was, you went through the sorghum two years ago. That wasn't last year, two years ago, and you're still complaining. My well, that just shows how bad it was. I'm still feeling it two years ago. Here, I thought it was a year. Thanks, Jason. We're yeah. talking we're talking with Jason. Yeah, well, I know. Yeah, last year, was some, last year was some thick stuff, too, though. I do give you that. Uh, yeah, so, you know, one of the things, the way we're going to do it this year, this year's grand prize is a uh, – Seven-night vacation for two people to a four-star resort. You got 3,000 worldwide you could go to. You could go to Ireland. You could go to Greece. You could go to Tahiti or Mexico or where the heck you want to go. Wow. Wow. That's that's the grand prize this year. Um, and then uh, we got a week at, uh, speaking of muskie fishing, there's a week up at uh, Life O'Reilly on Vermilion. I know there's some good mus- muskies up there. Yep. Uh I don't know if you guys have ever seen that 60-incher that they took a picture of right off their dock. They uh, swam right up to their dock, and they took a picture of it. So it was in the water. Uh, you're saying it was in the no, – no one brought it in. It was in the water, you're saying. Yeah, no, it, yeah, they were just standing on the dock, and it swam right up to their dock. Man, oh, Did man. it swim next to a tape measure? <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, they, uh, they, they got – on camera, it's a, or, or the, either that or somebody caught it and they because they catch them right off the dock on, on a life or island there. But uh, yeah, so it's gonna be a great time. You don't even have to bring a, a box of shells because Federal just donates one for everybody, nice. uh, which is which is great. Um, I think last year we put out 750 birds and we shot just over 500 of them. Is that a good number? Is that a good percentage normally? I don't even know. Yeah, that's that's pretty. It was it was up about ten percent from the year before. Uh, the year before, uh, it was a little lower because it was uh, four on our winds afternoon hunt, and yeah, they didn't hit as many. I'll tell you what, we're talking but, with Jason uh, Skoog. Hang on a second, Jason. We're talking with Jason Skoog yeah. of uh, uh, Reach for Resources, Cackling Spur. Is uh, the name of the the uh, festival that they're going to do at, at Sand Pine, and all the money goes to charity and all kinds of. Stuff. Tell us more about. Uh, reach for resources. 
Yeah, so REACH has been around for 35 years now, yep. and uh, we ha- are located in Minnetonka, but we serve all throughout the cities. Uh, we help people with uh, developmental disabilities and then people with all abilities uh, in the sense of we started a, we've had a mental health program for years, uh, but we've started a new uh, individual and group therapy session. We have a new licensed therapist. Uh, so we're delving more into the mental health services as well. Uh, given what's given on, went on with everybody through the pandemic, uh, there's been a huge rise in, in mental health issues oh, yeah. among our population. Well, uh, and uh, yeah, go ahead. Well, I was going to say no. We got to wrap it up. But anyway, it's you guys are wonderful. You do more than 99.99% of the people in life and, and uh, about giving back, and we're so privileged to be part of it to support you guys, and thanks for inviting us to go to do the hunt every year. Unfortunately, I won't be. What is the date of this hunt again? Yeah, it's uh, Wednesday, next Wednesday, the 5th. All right, that, well, that's unfortunate. It was the 6th or 7th. I joined you guys. You know, I'm having my knee replaced on the 4th, but I think the 5th might be too much to, to, to <laughs> yeah. hop up there and yeah, just go sit yeah. there, but yeah. Well, you can, always, you, can always, you can always come out and eat some food with us. Uh, uh, you know, and I want to give a little shout-out on the radio. Um, our longtime caterer, uh, Keith yep. Page of Nelson's Meat Market, unfortunately, uh, and I'm not breaking any news here, but unfortunately he came down with uh, – Early onset dementia, mm-hmm. um, late, late, right after the hunt last fall, and uh, so he's selling the business, uh, or he's going to end up closing it. One of the two, so we're going to try to do something special for Keith. And I don't think he's listening right now, but if he is, you didn't hear that, Keith. <laughs> and if you did, you got early onset dementia, and you'll forget anyway. Um, Whoa, hey oh, too soon. <laughs> that was pretty good, Jason. I'm proud of you. That was pretty good. You know, kind of that was you know, pretty, pretty good. The other thing I do want to mention real quick is, you know, if anybody wants to come and join us from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., um, please contact me. I'm about two to three volunteers short okay. uh, to make it really effective. So if you can get a hold of me before Tuesday at uh, – at Reach for Resources, you just go to reachforresources.org, and you'll see my uh, big picture there under the leadership team. Uh, send me an email and say, hey, yeah, I, 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 can, I can volunteer from 10 to 2. Um, I'm about two or three short. All right, Jason, we'll get, we'll get the word out for you. Thanks for everything you do, and we look forward to seeing you Wednesday. Okay, buddy? Yeah, Wednesday. I think believe you guys are hunting in the morning, so we'll see you bright and early. Sounds good. Sounds you, man. good. Thanks a lot. All right, thanks, fellas. Have a great day. All right, everyone, stay tuned. We have a really big show for you. Up next is a fellow from Michigan. He likes to dive underwater and spearfish walleyes. What? what? We're going to talk more about that next on the Four Outdoorsmen. Just enjoying Bob Outdoors with the four outdoorsmen on a Sunday evening. It's a good thing. Dezeal Heating and AC has let the dogs out. For a limited time, buy two, get one free. That's right, buy a furnace and AC and get a free water heater. If your water heater is getting up there in age, there's a good chance it's the same age as your heating and cooling system. Save on monthly utility bills with new, efficient equipment that comes with a free, industry-leading warranty. Dezeal Heating and AC, serving Wright County and the West Metro. For details, call our comfort consultants or go to dezealhvac.com. 
Tired of losing your valuables down the ice fishing hole? Our friend Bill Katz with BK Outdoors LLC has the most simple, affordable solution on the market. Katz covers are a strong polycarbonate hole cover you can stand on and fish through. Your phone, electronics, keys, kids, and pets can now be safe with this simple solution. Go to CatsCovers.com. That's K-A-T-Z-K-O-V-E-R-Z.com. Made in Minnesota, a veteran-owned company. You can order yours directly or visit one of Bill's great retail partners to get yours now. Clam Outdoors has what ice anglers need for ice fishing this winter. From portable fish traps and pop-up hub shelters to ice armor by Clam Outerwear and cold weather gear to stay warm on those cold winter days. Along with a wide array of accessories, Clam Pro Tackle, Frost Ice Line, rods, reels, and combos, and so much more. Whether you're a hardcore or casual ice angler, Clam has what you need for ice fishing. Check out the full line of ice fishing gear at ClamOutdoors.com. Attention guys like me that are sick of being tired, overweight, and overwhelmed. I've been going to Everest Men's Health now for five months. I'm down about 10 pounds. I've gained some muscle, energy, and confidence. I was even featured in an underwear commercial, no joke. Go to your nearest Everest Men's Health Center. There are three. Tell them the four outdoorsmen sent you and get a $50 testosterone and body consultation test. That's right, only $50. I'm really glad I did. Devil's Lake, was, I was going to say Devil's Lake, Wisconsin. Devil's Lake, North Dakota. Fishing is not over yet, but but upland bird hunting is, is running all kinds of interference. Got an idea for it, and it's called Blast and Cast. Devil's Lake Tourism. They can hook you up with anybody you want, so you can target a few birds in the morning and chase a few walleyes in the afternoon. It's so much fun. You can f- finish the day with dinner at one of Devil's Lake's many eateries or uh, maybe Sneak over to the casino right down the road. I'll tell you what, you can have your cake and eat it too. That's Cast and Blast. That's at Devil's Lake, North Dakota. Everyone at the boat knows how hectic it can be at the boat ramp. With all the commotion, it's key to get your trailer in and out of the water as quickly and safely as possible. That's why we've partnered with Boat Load Mate. Boat Load Mate is an automatic boat latch that allows you to quickly launch your and load your boat without getting your feet wet. With Boat Load Mate, the process is effortless. Check out their website, boatloadmate.com, or find them on Amazon. Arrowhead Hunt Outdoors Bait Tackle Camp Store in Ely has just been voted the best fishing outery in Min- outfitter in Minnesota through Minneapolis Tribune readership vote, and we can't feel any more proud. We get up there often and see how Chris and Steve treat their customers every single day. To be honest, see them with the best added to their name is no surprise. To get nominated is one thing, to beat the big boys is quite another. Arrowhead Outdoors is everything we have been saying since day one. The store itself will bring you there. Meeting Chris and Steve themselves will convince you to make it your regular stop. A huge congratulations to Arrowhead Outdoors Bait Tackle Camp Store, and thanks for bringing us along the ride. Get ahead of the game and get your ATV trailer into Crystal Welding for repairs before hunting season. Crystal Welding in Maple Grove services all trailers. Crystal Welding is also your local Hineker dealer, carrying Hineker snow plows and winter accessories. Get your repairs scheduled now and be prepared for the season before it starts. Stop in a schedule or go to crystalwelding.com for more information. Hi, this is Chad Landers with Fishing for Life. As the open water fishing season winds down and you're trying to decide what to do with your boat, why not donate it to Fishing for Life? The boats we get are often refurbished and used to take youth and veterans fishing. 
Others are sold to financially support our year-round programs. Fishing for Life is a nonprofit organization, so you'll receive a tax-deductible receipt. Donate today at fishingforlife.org. That's fishingforlife.org. Tickets to the Twin Cities Harvest Festival in Mays are just $7 at dealsonradio.com. With the Twin Cities' largest corn maze, a corn pit, live music, a petting zoo, hay rides, inflatables, and more. Tickets just $7 at dealsonradio.com. Deals on Radio. I'm excited about fall, but I'm even more excited about the falling prices at Kohl's. I went to their friends and family sale, and not only did I save an extra 20%, I also found sweatshirts and sweatpants for under 19 bucks, cute harvest table decor for 40% off, and great fall styles starting at $23.99. Plus, I earned Kohl's cash. So if you want more style and more savings this season, get to Kohl's. Select styles. 20% offer ends October 2nd. Some exclusions apply. See store locals at Comfort Details. What's for dinner? Burgers? After last week? No thanks. Avoiding foods due to fear of diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or loose oily stools? It may not be just stomach issues. It could be EPI, or exocrine pancreatic insufficiency. EPI can cause uncomfortable symptoms because it's a condition where the pancreas doesn't release enough digestive enzymes to break down food. But EPI can be managed. Use the symptom checker on identifyepi.com and talk to your doctor about your symptoms. That's identifyepi.com. Sponsored by Abby. Broadcasting live from the Barnhouse Exteriors studios. Go to barnhouseexteriors.com. Have storm damage? Need a new roof? Go to barnhouseexteriors.com for a free, no-obligation consultation. Total Country Bob FM. All right, we're back on this beautiful Sunday evening. Our next guest I found uh, on the hours I mindlessly scroll on TikTok and Instagram, a guy you that... You just told us you have three kids, you're busy seven hours every well, day, and you're on TikTok? I, I got to do something during the day in my office. <laughs> and in the bathroom. <laughs> and in the bathroom. Anyway, I saw these videos, and he, they went kind of viral of a guy diving the Great Lakes and, and spearfishing walleyes, northerns, all sorts of stuff. I was a little shocked. At first, I'm like, is this legal? And then uh, I dug in a little bit further and reached out to John. John Durka, are you here? Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you great. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, You're out of Michigan, but I just thought the topic was so interesting. We had to reach out and learn more about you, how you got into it. So, uh, well, give us the spiel. How on earth did you decide to dive underwater and start spearing game fish uh well it wasn't as simple as just diving under and getting all um i first started when my brother introduced me to it back in like 2018 and at that time it was only legal to harvest rough fish you know like anything you yep. bow fish for carp drum catfish suckers and uh so after i decided i loved this and i was like i want to continue to do this like that lull you have in the wintertime mm-hmm. when you can't really do anything. Yep. I decided to look into how to change regulations and see if there was something I could uh, get put on the table. And uh, I learned how to do that. Went in front of the Natural Resource Commission here in Michigan and asked them what their thoughts on the uh, idea of spearing game fish. Yep. With kind of the premise behind it as uh, licensed sales are dropping generally across the state of Michigan. Yep. And it was like, hey, maybe if we had other methods 
that weren't just shoot and kill and dispose of, mm-hmm. what spearfishing and bowfishing is, I think maybe we made some more table-worthy game fish available for these methods that more people might jump into these, you know, into the sports, buy more licenses. Right. And so they're like, talk with the fishery staff, so I did. And uh, after about two years of talking with the citizen advisory groups and different warm and cold water resource steering committees all throughout the state, um, everybody generally approved of it. And uh, we put it forward to the Natural Resource Commission, and they voted unanimously in 2021, October 2021, to make it effective April 1st of 2022. It's pretty cool. So, so in... The, the, in 50 years, okay. when spearfishing is the hottest sport out there, are they going to have a bronze statue of you? <laughs> and will you be the godfather of spearfishing? Say that one more time. You kind of broke up there. I said in 50 years, when spearfishing is super popular, is there going to be a bronze statue of you holding a spear as you're the godfather of all spearfishing? No, I hope not. That would be so cringe. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, we're you can talking. Just buy me a beer at the bar. That's all I would ask. We're talking with John Dirk, and uh, he's the spear fisherman from Michigan. John, with us, the four outdoorsman. This is Steve Strusinski, Strewman. Thanks for being on the uh, the four outdoorsman tonight. This, what's cool about this? I, I, I saw some of your videos. I don't don't have TikTok unless Mark sends me stuff. I didn't see if you're just snorkeling, or are you? You don't have tanks, right? How? And you, what other equipment do you need? It doesn't look like a very expensive hobby. Um, the initial cost is probably a little bit more, um, just because you're know, in the cold most of the year, so you want like a some kind of a wetsuit to protect you. And the spear gun is going to cost you anywhere from three to five hundred for a beginner. But other than that, mostly just seal your manpower. You know, that's pretty much it. Um, you're not allowed to use any uh, artificial breathing devices. Uh, a lot of concerns about uh, managing fair chase. And any advantage of staying underwater under your natural capabilities was a concern for, uh, you know, being ultra-selective and ultra-effective. And I have no issues with, uh, you know, making people do this on their own physical capability. That's going to that's gonna how you're going to limit the uh, accessibility to the sport, you know? You bet. Understood. Which is a good thing. Yep. Yep. Mark? So I have so many logistical questions. Being that you need a snorkel, basically... How deep can you go, or how, how deep do you feel safe spearfishing? My, my deepest depth in the Great Lakes so far has been about 40 feet. Um, nothing significant there, but we, if you go down to saltwater, I've done some, some free dive training in uh, Miami, and I've got down to about 90-some feet. Wow. That's crazy. John, this is Sam. Thanks for, uh, like Strew said, thanks for being on the four outdoors. And I have a question. What is the So these spear guns, what's the, like, you know, effective range where you feel super confident and obviously i don't and maybe you can i shouldn't say obviously can you practice shooting these guns or do you have to be underwater i mean how how, what's your practice routine good question yeah so uh your maximum effective range if you have like a hundred centimeter gun with two bands on it i'm gonna say about 15 feet is the about your maximum effective range where you should be able to puncture a fish and get a holding shot on it Mm-hmm. Um, the regulations call out that you cannot have a lanyard on your gun more than 20 feet long. So that's your maximum effective distance, essentially, from uh, that standpoint, from an equipment standpoint. Um, practice, uh, you do not want to 
for these uh, guns above water. They, they, a lot of the kinetic energy is kind of muffled. You know, if you pull that trigger and you let release that shaft above water, what's going to happen is it's going to, when it gets the end of the come back at you, there's the same amount of force, and it could potentially hurt you, or that's how you damage your uh, rig. So I don't, I definitely don't advise doing that. And as far as, as, far as practice goes, uh, a lot of people, if they have a new gun or, you know, they want to get comfortable or they've been having some issues, you can uh, submerge like a... Uh, a milk jug, you just tie it to like a rock or something and kind of sink that down there and then you can dive down and get some practice shots on that. Have you been kicked out of any YMCAs for practicing? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I don't do that in the, in the indoor pools. Indoor pools, I'll just practice my, uh, my breath holding. <laughs> That's great. That's great. So... There's obviously probably a lot of backlash for you. I've read a lot of the comments on TikTok. It's a little shocking for standard, you know, uh, above water fishermen. What what has been the general feedback? Um, do you enjoy kind of the people talking smack, or do you just ignore them, or how do you deal with that? Uh, so far, I've done kind of like a like exactly like this radio show. I've done a lot of um, kind of publicity or PR stuff kind of talking with some of the leaders in the sport industry. And I think through that, a lot of people have been exposed to it and seen it. And now that they've come to under see what it is and kind of understand what it is we do, they're kind of warming up to it. So I would say I went from like 60% good, like accepting, and then 40% were mad to like 80-20. It seems like there's very few people now who are like, hey, I don't understand why you can do this. This is stupid. I think it's cheating, blah, blah, blah. Um, you kind of see those here and there, but you always see three or four more comments following them. Like, what are you talking about? Like, why don't you get in the water and do it? And let's see how, how long you hold your breath and blah, blah, blah. You cut out a little. To get the views, and you Go need ahead. the, uh, you need the minute I'm laying on the ground trying to coax this fish to come closer enough for a shot. Yeah. Hey John, you're you're cutting out a little bit, so stay real close to your phone. You talked about holding your breath. I don't. I know there's not a chance in hell I can hold my breath. I'm 71 years old, though. I could not hold my breath for a minute. I know I couldn't. I know somebody holds their breath for five minutes under the water and does the deep spearfishing, deep water spearfishing in, in Costa Rica. How? What is your approach? Do you hop in a boat and look at use the electronics to find the fish, then jump over the side and slowly get toward them? What is your approach? Oh, uh, we have we have tried that absolutely. Um, we don't find it to be terribly effective. Uh, not like when we are trolling or digging, like Spring River or Saginaw Bay or whatever. That we have not had any luck with that. We simply find structure, rocks, and weeds, and dive in and just start swimming around and see if you can find them. And if you can find them, mark that on your uh, GPS because that's going to probably produce in the future as well. Um, I have not had any success in the. And the uh, mark them and dive in and uh, oh, cool. Go ahead, Mark. Excellent. So this is all pretty regulated. I talking to you before you said that you basically have to log everything that you shoot just for their records. Is is there any other special regulations, or is it the standard bag limit and you just have to log everything? Yep, exactly. It's the same size of bag limits in every area, just to keep it simple. And then, yeah, every time, I recommend every time you go, 
that you log your uh, your cats if you if you get anything. Um, but other than that, you're required to report once a month, and you can give them all the details there. And that, like you said, is for the uh, fisheries managers to kind of get a, a grasp of how many people are doing it, how often they're going, how many hours they're putting in, and how effective they are. And uh, I feel like in Michigan, we've gotten away from the fisheries managers and the fishermen kind of helping each other to make the resource the best that it can be. And so that was kind of nice. I know it's a little bit of a burden, but it's still kind of nice to be a part of that to help them manage the resource as best they can. Go ahead, Sam. John, I got, we've got a couple more questions here. I think we just got two or three more minutes. But my my next question is, is your, for your safety, you know, you're on lakes that are probably tons of fishing out of boats are being done. Um, do you flag an area on the surface that you're diving in to let other, you know, fishermen or fisherwomen that are on a boat let you know you're down there? Oops. I mean, we're, we're, we're cutting out. We're going to have to probably interview you again. This is terribly interesting. Uh, John Durka, thanks for calling in. We're going to, we'll, we'll try another time, but that's terribly interesting. Keep doing what you're doing. All right. Thank you guys so much. Appreciate you. Yeah. Be safe, young man. Be safe. I can just see it in 20, uh, 20 years. Minkota comes out with an ankle mounted transducer <laughs> that goes to an iPhone watch that you can see if there's fish underneath you. Yeah. For anyone that wants to see some of his videos, go to Purely MI Spearfishing. That's Purely Michigan, obviously, uh, abbreviation Spearfishing. Um, it's just really cool to watch. And, and he said, too, that you only see highlight videos of him shooting fish, you don't see the hours and hours where he's diving around and, and trying to find stuff. They're absolutely fascinating videos, and it looks like it would be a ton of fun. So good good on him for getting a lot changed for something that he wanted to do. Yeah, I was going to say, it's, you know, like they say, at least we're fishing. You know, even if you're not at this, in this case, spearing fish, I bet you're just seeing so much cool stuff. Like, oh, yeah. Old stuff that's been dropped out of a boat. You know, you're almost like he should carry one of those magnets, like two for magnet yeah. hey, fishing. Mark, did you, did you ask him about winter fishing? Has he done that yet? Um, I, I did not ask him about that. So we're going to have to figure out about that. It sounds like it's mostly, I mean, that, that would be dangerous snorkeling in the winter. <laughs> so obviously, you could, I don't think you could have ice unless. You know, you tie a rope to get back to your hole or something. Yeah, but, yeah that's um, true. I'm going to do some four uh, outdoorsman shout-outs here. Yeah. And up next, we have Steve Rennenberg from Arrowhead. Um, first one is Steve, and he said it's a gizzard shad, by the way. We were asking what what uh, shad we were using. Strew, it's a gizzard shad. Steve was totally right. Uh, Steve says, Hunter's still seeing lots of grouse and woodcock up here in Ely. And walleye fishing was excellent. We'll talk to him soon. Twin Cities Walleyes Unlimited says, Happy Sunday. Looking forward to our October meeting this Thursday at 7 in Bloomington with Larry Hanson Outdoors from Real Talk Outdoors. Yay! On next here on Bob FM. Justin Zeiss uh, has a great picture of a bass there. Jesse Koskinimi says, Finally got out bear hunting tonight. It shouldn't take too long. Brian Amberg says, Mason shot his first, second, and third geese today. Thankfully, he only used three shells. He's a great shot. Um, let's see who else... Craig Rudolph Jr. says, shot a little buck this weekend. Now on Doe Patrol. Congratulations, Craig. And Corey Bechtold is checking in with a monster bluegill. Check it out on the What's Working Now Facebook Hey, page. we need some new blood in those shout-outs. You can tell them how people love they can reach out and send photographs in so we can put them on the air. Yeah, every week I post 
uh, Four Outdoorsmen shout out on our Facebook page. All you have to do is comment on the post, and we will read it on air. And thank you, everyone that does that. Yeah, I got it. Steve, uh, Steve uh, Rennerbreak's probably on the line right now, but I got to mention this because Mark and I talked about it. Uh, my, I worked the last Twins game uh, a couple of days back, whatever it is, and I just happened to be BSing like I normally do. And I'm going to get these names wrong. You know I am. But I was talking to a guy, and his name is Matt Brooks, if I remember. Turns out he coaches his six-year-old kid in the same league that Mark has his kids in. And um, and wow. we talked about what a coincidence. Lionel probably Lace, beat him. Centennial <laughs> schools and all that. And I think his kid's name is Henry, who apparently is a hell of an athlete, so Mark's going to recruit him next year he's gonna he's gonna draw his name next year and his brother's name if i remember is matt i probably got the first name last name and all three people wrong but i saw you at the twins thanks for being there and thanks for listening to the four outdoorsmen gonna be right back with steve runnerberg Listen tomorrow morning at 7.50 for the next winning keyword in the Four Wheels of Fun ATV giveaway. Oh, sounds good. What time did you say it's going to be? Every weekday morning at 7.50. Clam Outdoors has what ice anglers need for ice fishing this winter. From portable fish traps and pop-up hub shelters to ice armor by Clam Outerwear and cold weather gear to stay warm on those cold winter days. Along with a wide array of accessories, Clam Pro Tackle, Frost Ice Line, rods, reels, and combos, and so much more. Whether you're a hardcore or casual ice angler, Clam has what you need for ice fishing. Check out the full line of ice fishing gear at clamoutdoors.com. You've heard us talk about Devil's Lake for quite a while now, and there are many, many reasons why. To think that 30 years ago, Devil's covered about 85,000 acres. Today, that same body of water is over 160,000 acres, and that story alone brings the curious to visit this wonderful place. But it's the no-slot limit on walleyes with five a day and ten a possession. That's bringing the four outdoorsmen to Devil's Lake as often as we can. Devil's Lake, North Dakota, rated one of the top five fisheries in the entire country. Visit devilslakend.com, and thanks. Hey, we've been, uh, this is a perfect time because Steve Renberg's on the line right now and getting ready to talk to him. We've been well, privileged to be able, able to brag about Arrowhead Outdoors, Bait Tackle, and Camp Store in Ely for a long time. You know, apparently we're not the only ones because Minneapolis Tribune recreated a Minnesota's Best program. And with all of the nominees having been published to welcome Tribune readers to vote. And after three weeks of voting by those readers, Arrowhead Outdoors was chosen to be the best fishing outfitter in the entire state. This mom-and-pop shop in Ely, they've been providing service to thousands of people every year, and they're going to continue to provide the highest level of service, not only in the outdoors world, but any industry in the state. Arrowhead Outdoors, Bait Tackle Camp Store. Hey, congratulations. If you're like me, you're fed up with the current state of our healthcare system. Video calls, masks, Still, for some reason, inattentive care. I found an alternative called Everest Men's Health. They're a complete healthcare center designed for men in person, complete healthcare the way it's supposed to be, done by people that specialize in men's care and well being. Call Everest Men's Health and tell them the four outdoorsmen sent you to get a testosterone check, body composition screen, and medical consultation for only $50. That's Everest Men's Health. Most of the time I take out my boat, I'm either with my kids or by myself, which makes trailering my boat a process with boatload mate it's now easier i just drive up my trailer it safely latches to the transom to launch i just back it into the water and it floats over the latch it's super easy to use and very simple to install only 129 dollars. it's totally worth it visit boatloadmate.com or find it on amazon
Now we're back. We're back. We're back. We're back. You're just running around like that a chicken handoff. With your head I'm having, I might have talked to Larry Hansen over there. That handoff we just had with the headphones was smooth. <laughs> I was out uh, in the other studio talking to Larry and, and uh, Brandon. And says you got about ten seconds, and even with a bad knee, I steal him as quick as uh, as lightning. Like it was a, a blur. Welcome back to the Four Outdoorsman, Steve Renneberg of Arrowhead Outdoors, up in Ely, Minnesota, is on the line. Steve, welcome, buddy. Thanks for being being back on the air. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Well, you sound so excited, don't you? What, are you watching Oprah? Come on, man. Show me some enthusiasm. Come on, pal. I applauded you, Steve. I applauded you. Yeah. Well, uh, let's, let's, get right, let's get right to it. You guys have been voted. This is amazing. You and Chris, Arrowhead Outdoors, have been voted by what I just talked about, Minneapolis Tribune voters, the best fishing outfitter in the state of Minnesota. Did it blow you away? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, we didn't think we stood a chance, you know, in heck here against the uh, some of these bigger names that we were on the list with. And uh, when we found out, man, we were really, we were really humbled here. We were really shocked. And we just could not believe that, uh, you know, people felt that way about us up here. I tell you what, has anybody now, that's, that's, I know the, the, uh, the contest, everybody wanted to call it started in March, went for about three weeks, maybe a month. And they just announced this maybe a week ago. Has anyone yet come to your store and mentioned anything about this? Yeah, actually, you know, we have had, surprisingly quite a few people that have come in and said that when they saw our original post uh, that we put up on facebook to uh to vote for us they said when we saw that we made it a point to vote for you guys every day until the voting closed and that, that's that's been the most surprising part of this actually so well you know and, and basically it it comes back to what i've been talking about ever since day one since we've met and you were uh part of our our journey over the last couple of years you're nice people. I'm, I'm not. It's not, it, you know. It, it's not the destination. That the journey. Your store is wonderful. You got all the everything you're supposed to have. But you are nice people, and that's like that brings people back. And that's a compliment to you guys. I mean that from the heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. So let's talk about that now. Has it changed? Are you changing? Are you, you going to start doing more marketing or anything like that? Or are you going to put a big sign out in front of your store? <laughs> Yeah, so we do have some new signage coming here. Uh, we're still waiting for Star and Tribune to get this stuff, but uh, we will have some new stuff coming out. We'll have some T-shirts here that we'll be handing out for door prizes at various uh, silent auctions that we donate to and whatnot. So keep an eye out for that kind of stuff coming up here soon. Good for you, man. Good for you. Let's talk about Ely, one of my favorite destinations, of course. I got the Hunt Shack and Mud Creek Road. This, I believe you were telling me a long time, this is probably your favorite time of the year it is it is it's not long enough if you ask me here i mean the the bird hunting's fantastic this year still excellent right now uh we still got a lot of resident woodcock around here uh nothing's really changed with them moving south yet uh the fall fishing i mean you name a species we've got it up here uh just an hour away to the south here we got salmon running up the rivers i mean there's just so much going on now. It, it actually kind of sucks that it only lasts for about two months. Yeah. It could last for six months, and you still wouldn't be able to touch it all. Uh, okay, I thought Sam was going to say something. If you were, just don't be biased here now. If And I know you're going to share because that's your job, to make people feel good and make sure they have a good time when they come up there. If you were coming from the Twin Cities, only had two or three days, and you wanted to fish any particular species up in that Ely area for two or three days, where would you send them? Oh, man, this year, so every year it changes with the lakes. You know, some some lakes will get better and some lakes will drop down. 
and there's a lot of reasons going into that. But uh, this year, uh, Birch Lake has been excellent up here this year, just south of Ely. Uh, White Iron Chain is red hot right now. People are just crushing tons of walleyes up there right now. Uh, Basswood, that just opened up again this weekend. If you've never been to Basswood, uh, you, you still need a permit to get up there, but there's no restrictions on how many permits they have for people to go up there. And that's really the crown jewel of the Boundary Waters here. I mean, everybody knows the Basswood. Everybody wants to go to Basswood because everything you catch in Basswood is huge, is big. There's yeah. tons of big fish up there, and the scenery is just unbelievable. So right now, those three lakes are your best lakes right now. Good for you. Steve, thank you so much for pointing out that uh, Strew and I were fishing with the gizzard shad, and I guess it's good to have a friend <laughs> that owns a bait shop to know what it was. So you, you called that right away. What, uh, you know, the last couple of years has been a struggle with bait. What what does the bait situation look like going into fall and winter? Are you guys getting everything you need, or is there any kind of shortages we should know about? Uh, you know, there's still going to be some hardships coming up here. Uh, the suckers are about the light sucker size now, so you're talking like 5 to maybe like 10 inches they're getting to be now. So there's some of those out there. There's really not much for heavies. And, you know, really bad news for the guys who do the late musky fishing and want those huge suckers, those big decoys. Uh, those are going to be really tough to find. So if you find them, be happy they have them. Don't complain about anything about them because getting them is going to be really tough. Uh, as far as, like, shiners go this winter, you know, that's that's not looking real good again. There'll be some for first ice, but, you know, I would say by or say by Christmas here, the minnow situation is going to really start to get tough around the state here so we're talking with steve renneberg of course he and chris own uh, arrowhead outdoors bait tackle camp store in ely and uh they just won a, a wonderful award being the best fishing outfitter in the state of of minnesota and you deserve every part of it but i tell you what i know you you are the only full-time bait store in ely minnesota you know the largest one and been around forever and ever you're open 12 months out of the year you take mm-hmm. time out. I mean, when you leave, when do you take time off? <laughs> actually, right now, here, actually, today we actually started closing at 5, and I think in about two weeks we're going to start taking maybe Monday, maybe Tuesdays off, and that, this is going to be my window now to get out fishing until the lake's ice up here. Well, that makes sense to me because October 27th you're taking me fishing. My buddy Bob Krejci is yeah. coming up. You met Bob Krejci, of course. And we're going to sneak up there and spend the night at the hunting shack on the 26th. We're going to go fishing with you on the 27th. And I want to meet Jack Raleigh. I want to meet this guy named Jack Raleigh. Hey, tell these guys a little bit about Jack Raleigh. I, I can't wait to meet this guy. Oh, Jack, Jack Rowdy. Jack Rowdy, Rowdy yeah, R-O-D-D. Jack, Jack okay, is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jack is, <laughs> Jack is one of our uh, great customers here. And he'll, he'll vouch that we're the best in the state, too. Jack uh, used to be the pitching scout for the Atlanta Braves here. He just retired last year. And a lot of the biggest names you've seen in baseball that have come through the Braves organization, Jack is the guy that's responsible for finding that guy, signing that guy, and putting him into the system. It's really amazing the stories he has of all the big, big, huge players he's he's been friends with and has stories about. So. You know, I like baseball tons, of course, and I got a, a background in baseball. If we're going to fish on the 27th, go have dinner on the 27th evening, and I'm talking baseball with Jack Roddy. I might not be driving down to the hunting shack. I'm staying in your bait store. I think that it's, 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 we're gonna have a, we're gonna have a few. Okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll have a we'll have a cot for you. That's here. good Don't enough worry. for me. Go go ahead, Mark. Go ahead, Mark. Hey, Steve. Um, I know that you're tapped into social media and everything, and we only have a couple minutes here left. 
I wanted to see what you thought about this uh, walleye cheating scandal. Did you see all that on uh, yeah, the social yeah, media? Yeah, I got that one right away. And, yeah, that's really unfortunate that that's happening. You know, I mean, that's, there's really no need for that. You know, I mean, that's, that's really disappointing. That's going to give kind of fishing a little bit of a bad name, especially the tournament fishing guys. And I think we'll see some serious changes happen with the walleye fishing world there. I don't think the weigh-ins are going to kind of just fade out and be kind of a thing of the past here. Do you think they'll just go to length then, or what do you think uh, would could change? Uh, you know, in the bass fishing world, they do real-time thing there. They have a person that sits in the boat with them. They have a camera crew in the back of the boat. Everything's on tape. And when that fish comes into the boat, he is weighed right away, and then the weight is recorded, and he is thrown back right away. So there's no chance to do anything to that fish. I really think that's going to be the future of the walleye fishing here. For the listeners who have, don't know what we're talking about, is there was two gentlemen in Ohio in a walleye tournament that were putting eight ounce weights, lead weights, down into the stomach of the walleyes to get them to weigh more, obviously, and they cut them open on the stage and were pulling literally weights the size of golf balls out of them. <laughs> and these guys have won probably six or seven tournaments the last couple of years, second, thirds, all over the place, and who knows how long they've been cheating. That is absolutely insane. And what what I think is these guys will never get another job. They're not going to be hired as guides. They're not going to be fishing pros. They have no more sponsors. Yeah. They got nothing, and they have no respect the rest of their lives. Good, good. Yeah, they should be. They're they lucky sh- they got out of there without getting seriously All those injured. guys wanted to kill them. Yeah. If, I mean, can you imagine, you know, being second place to these guys for a couple tournaments and figuring that out? And I just, what I don't get is they just got so greedy. I mean, those those weights they were pulling out, I mean, it Huge. wasn't it wasn't one ounce weights or quarter, you know, I mean, it was, they were big. And, and it, Brandon Johnson, Brandon Baxter mentioned this to me. If they wouldn't have even done this, right, Brandon said that they would have won the tournament anyway. Uh, I don't know that for sure, mm-hmm. but I, yeah, I read yeah, that. But I heard yeah. that they had had eight pounds of lead in the fish. Yeah, yeah. And they, <laughs> that's a lot. And yeah. second place was like 17 <laughs> pounds, so they still would have had 23, 24 pounds. Man. Yeah, isn't that crazy? One question I have, and maybe Larry Hansen can answer this, is I, I thought all fish that were brought in had to be brought in alive, otherwise it does not count. I know that's like that in bass fishing. So yeah, did, We were just talking about that. Larry wasn't sure. He was like... Uh, were they keeping them because they were walking away with the fish? They weren't going to release them, and if they did, like there's a good chance that they would die right there, or maybe even sink straight to the bottom. Even <laughs> yeah, you, know. you go to throw them back, kablunge. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and the thing is too, though. I mean, walleyes are a good eating fish. You know, not not a lot of people are taking bass home to fillet them out like a walleye. <laughs> so maybe they let you keep them, but. You got to watch out for those guys uh, when you ca- eat their fish. That's a bad, bad day. Hey, Stevie, we're going to let you go. Steve Renneberg, uh, Arrowhead Outdoors again. Congratulations. The best fishing outer in the state of Minnesota. You and Chris deserve every bit of it. And don't get cocky, young man. Keep working your ass off like you have been. <laughs> got to get All it right? again next yeah. year now. And uh, I want now, I want you to be the best fishing guide October 27th. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't care about the yeah, best. Well, we're going to do a lot of free fishing here, Stu. We'll be ready for you. I will right, we'll talk to you guys later. See, hi to Chris, and thanks for being on the show. And, uh, boy, again, congratulations. That's really a big deal. Yes, yes. Thank you, guys. You Couldn't bet. Done without you guys. Yeah, yes, take thanks. care. Bye-bye. Yeah, that's that's wonderful, isn't it? He's like, on that tournament thing. Yeah, that I, Steve and Chris are great people. They, if anyone deserves it, they deserve yep. it. Um, on that tournament, though, man, the I loved the videos of that guy. As it sounded like there was a hundred dudes behind him screaming at him, and he's looking right at the judge, like he can't take his eyes off of him. And when they start cutting that open, pulling out all this stuff, like, and like you said, Stu, like how ticked would you be? 
not only being like a sponsor who's probably gave them you know tens of thousands of dollars oh, yeah. if not more over yeah. the past five six seven years but the people who have went in second and third place in the past seven or eight tournaments because it's like any circuit they all know each other oh sure when it sounds like what we were saying is like they were they knew it was coming like the the people gathered around like the second that guy cut open the fish and said we found weights they're like we got him and like they they were ready for it. They knew that these guys had been cheating and were just kind of giving them a chance to hang themselves. Yeah. When they called them back to bring their fish back, that would have been a red flag. And like Larry had pointed out, one of the dudes, he disappeared. He was like, I'm out of here. He, I think he knew he was busted, but that other guy sat there and just oh. got reamed out by an entire mob of people that I hope were just mitch- missing pitchforks and torches. Uh, I hope there's something legal that can happen. I don't know, but uh, I think um, – oh. Larry got something. Also, the tournament director is a cop. Oh, <laughs> so, oh there man. you go. Have fun you with know, that. And on a smaller scale, you saw that on a bass fishing tournament on Malachi last week as well, or maybe two weeks ago. Did you see that? No. There's, these guys were in the uh, a tournament on Malax, and uh, one of them was the. Uh, oh, they got busted for an He extra was this line. year's MLF Angler of the Year. He and it was Jacob Wheeler and Elton Jones Jr., 30 of Texas. We're fishing with too many lines in a tournament on Mille Lacs, and they're big shots. You got to be kidding me. This oh is God. crazy, man. So they were they were being legal to tournament guidelines, but they weren't being legal to the state guidelines, which said you can only have one line. So I they got to no know idea. that. They got to know that. And I'm surprised they didn't get more in trouble than they did. They basically got a slap on the wrist for it. You know, man. one time I cheated in a math class when I was in sixth grade, and I, I had a ruler broken across my, my hand by Sister Mary mm. Lucille. That's true, you know. So these guys should have rulers or two by fours or something against their ass, right? <laughs> you know that they were followed to the parking lot because, like I said, all the people who took second, third, and fourth, yeah, wanted to kick their butt because all the money they spent trying to do that. And there's know? a lot of money: fifty thousand yeah. dollars first place, a hundred grand sometimes, whatever it is. And, I mean, yeah. it's, it's, it said those guys have won three hundred thousand dollars over the last year. They should pay it back. They really should. But how do you prove that they did it before? I'm, I'm, obviously, it's a pattern, but I don't know. Well, the fact that these people. The fact that these people, like Brandon said, they they were waiting for it, that there was some inkling that they've been doing this, I mean, it just boggles my mind. Shame on them. We're going to wrap this up, Brandon? I think so. Thanks yeah, to um, Steve Randerberg and Jason Skoog from Cackled and Spur Reach for Resources. Good luck on October 5th. And uh, Mark, who's your buddy you had come in here? John Durkee? Yeah, John Durka, the spear fisherman from michigan thank you for joining us we gotta have him back on though yeah Yeah, we'll have him back on there's so many questions i have about that yeah hey thanks everybody for listening i hope you have a great week it's going to be beautiful the rest of the week get outside have a good time uh i don't care if it's fishing golf and whatever and uh mark's got some advice for you get outside and make some memories